50. 5-0. Yeah, man, this is a big one. Uh, but we're not doing anything special because we are pre-recording this one uh, like like a week in advance because I am currently in Japan or actually currently on my way back home from Japan and um, I will be landing at 11.15 p.m. on Friday. Huh. Uh, be back home. So, uh, you know, we needed to record this the week before. So yeah, uh, it's late so, at night. So we're, we're time travelers. Yeah, now. and... And I'm still on edge from the horror stories that you guys were telling me on the pe- last podcast about ghosts and shit in your house. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel on edge. Like, my skin feels like it's crawling a little bit still. Like, it's really weird. And I don't know why. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go give that a listen. Definitely should. Um, but, like, I, I just... I don't know. The more I listen to like conspiracy podcasts and paranormal podcasts and stuff like like the more like I'm just kind of leaning towards like oh it's definitely a possibility, and like I don't know. And then hearing a, hearing stories that are similar between two people that live in the same house, and also yeah. hearing your little story like your stories that Natalie have told you that she's experienced when she's been here by herself. Like fuck this place. Yeah, and, and I just. Now I'm interested in knowing like what this land was before it became a development and stuff like that. Like I'm just I wonder how easy that would be to find out. Probably a pain in the ass, but you could probably it probably wouldn't like take Well, if it's anything bad, we would probably never find out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but I just feel weird. Heebie jeebies, man. Yeah. I've never experienced anything in the house and it could just be because we're always like I'm never here alone. I'm always here with you guys. So um yeah, it's the inactive times. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, during the day or, I mean, 3 o'clock is the witching hour. And I've been up at 3 o'clock almost every night since I lived here. Yeah, so I'm sure you see more than anybody else. I mean, but so, <clears throat> this got me thinking about a trailer I saw for a movie. Uh, so Charlie and I went and saw um, Birds of Prey the fantabulous whatever of Harley Quinn. Um, fantabulous. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's the fantabulous. Uh, it's like her story basically or something. Well, so it's, it's like post Joker. Um, post Suicide squad. They, they kind of don't even talk about suicide squad at all. The only sort of like allusion to it was her falling into the ACE chemical plant so just taking her parts of the movie and allowing it to not not like it's all it is is her uh her origin story from the movie everything else is gone you don't ever see the joker in it all the only the closest thing you get is sort of like a semi like it's a shot basically of her being pulled out of the out of the um chemicals from like where you can just see like sort of the back of the ear of the guy helping her out so it's Probably not even a shot from the movie. Um, and that's really the only thing. The whole movie basically is like, oh, Harley Quinn and the Joker broke up like for good. Right. And now the entire city's after her because she, she was like the shitty person to all these people right. because she could get away with it because everybody was scared of the Joker. And now they're not together, so they're like all turning on her. Right. And like the main villain in this movie is Black Mask. 
Okay. Um, which he like cuts people's faces off and shit like that. Like that's his way of killing people is like cutting off their face. Um, but yeah, so the whole story is based around like her trying to show that she's independent and she doesn't need the Joker and she can like hold her own. Nice. And like just to talk about this movie, I guess for for a bit before we get into the to the trailer, Charlie and I saw. But I mean, this movie is like fucking good. Like it's a it's another one in the in the good on the good side of DC. It's yeah. like damn good, like sort of eclectic style of like filming. It's like kind of goofy and yeah. it's really funny, rated R. Um, but it's also like super action packed and just all over the place. Like it's a really good movie. Um, but, like the very beginning, like without giving out any spoilers, like it shows like a scene, <coughs> and it's like. Five minutes. Oh, let me go ahead and show you what happened five minutes ago that led to this. And right. then later on, then like 10 minutes le- later in the movie, it's like, oh, well, this girl's doing this because, oh, let me show you what happened a week ago. So it would like randomly do jumps, like for the first 30 minutes of the movie, it would like jump back, like, oh, here's her backstory, like a, what's going like on. A Guy Ritchie style. Yeah, I guess a little bit. And, but then like after that first 30 minutes where they would just do like a random like jump, that's kind of explaining like how people got to where they're at, like in the, in the film. Sure. Then it's like all just like linear. Um, but I mean, it's got some of the coolest like fight scenes. Oh, really? Like super well like done fight scenes that with like slow-mo like shots and stuff. Cause like it's, it's like a goofy movie right. like, a little bit, but it's also like really actiony. So they can kind of get away with like doing like a slow-mo of like bats bouncing or like she's using a bat at one point mm-hmm. and like it shows her like bouncing the bat off the ground. It hits the guy in the face, comes back, she grabs it and then swings and hits somebody else. Like just like cool shit. Gives me Deadpool vibes. Yeah, a little bit. It is kind of Deadpool-ish, I guess. Um, like the feel is there for sure. Right. Um, but it's not it's not like overtly humorous in that way though. It's like not Ryan Reynolds funny. Sure. But it's like it's funny. Um it doesn't, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yes, and I think that's important for for superhero movies at this point in time with movies because superhero movies I think take themselves way too seriously, especially on the Marvel side. Have been taking themselves way too serious for too long. And they yeah. think that they're God's gift to Earth. <laughs> And they're not. I, I they're don't good wanna, movies. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I. I think there definitely is a line though when when a movie is, and I don't know. A movie is supposed to be, uh, you know, in most cases, a geared towards kids or geared towards younger audiences, um, and so they they do that balancing act of, like giving the comedy and giving the slapstick like humor and then also balancing the dramatic uh <clears throat> underlying morals and whatnot. Yeah. While also throwing action in and CG <clears throat> on top of that. This is not like believe it or not, this movie has like no moral to it. Well, like, besides her w- wanting to be an independent woman. Yeah, basically, which it, it which I really liked the way they did it. Charlie said that the entire time we were watching the movie, she was concerned that I was going to come out like, "Oh, I didn't like that." Because she thought it was going to be, like, too woman-heavy for me or whatever. And I was like, I told her, I said, it's not, like, I don't have an issue with woman-heavy. I have an issue with, like, as I've said before, like, shoving it in my face, like, we're women and we can do it without the men. Like, maybe there was, like, one or two, like, one-off lines where she was just like, 
yeah, everybody has been so not, or nobody's really fucked with me because of the Joker, but now everybody's after me because they think that I can't handle it. Right. And then, like, she handles it. Like, it's not like a, oh, right. but I can do it because I am a woman. Yeah. It was literally just like Birds of Prey are three female heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like the origin story of Birds of Prey. Sure. Along with, like, them fighting alongside Harley Quinn before they become Birds of Prey. It's like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just like fucking good movie. Like it's, uh, they show you through action as opposed to like just saying they're women, they can do it. Right. Like, yeah, they just show it and it's really fucking good movie. I really enjoyed it. And it's, um, I recommend going to see it. Yeah. I've just, I've, yeah. All I've heard is good things. It's fun. It's, uh, it is fun. That's, uh, that's what I want in a movie, especially out of a DC movie. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for this for this version of DC that's going on right now. And Charlie's aunt, we saw it with Charlie's aunt, and she was like, "Oh, do I need do we need to see Suicide Squad before we go to see the movie?" I was like, "No," I said actually because they've basically fucking wiped Suicide Squad off the map. Like they're like, "Fuck You're that." Do it. Yeah, Dude. exactly. And but I mean, this one I I thought was uh, I think that they did a good job of like not having to explain it away or anything like that. And right. they, they still use sort of like the concepts from it. Um, yeah. You know, and they did the, they did like one of the things where she, where she's like, do you know why they call me Harley Quinn? Or, or do you know what a Harlequin is? And then she explains what a Harlequin is. Like basically they're, they're their master's puppet sort of deal. Sure. Like, a, like without a master, we have no purpose. And then that's like her like low point where she's like, trying where she's like realizing like wow i'm by myself and now i'm kind of fucked sure um but that's early on in the movie so it's not like giving anything away um but yeah i it's just like goofy shit like yeah yeah. oh that sounds good i definitely need to see it yeah for sure and whenever you want to go just let me know and i'll go see it with you again oh really yeah i only pay 54 cents to see movies so nice yeah my regal my regal card you only pay a fifty-four cents. You match that with your service. ID or something, or <coughs> you have a picture uh, on, oh, like, okay. on your phone. So it's like your ID. It's an ID card with your face on it. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then, like, when you buy a ticket, it like gives you like a ticket on a different screen of the app that has your face on it. Um, but it was uh, I definitely recommend you going to see it. And I would be happy to see it again. Well worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. There's my review of that. Very cool. good. Um, I would like, after you see it, for us to do like a legit review, maybe on Patreon or something. Sure. Because I think that um, DC is going the right direction, and I would like to to actually maybe go through like the DC movies as they come out and sort of review them and see what yeah. we think as far as the path is we going. We should go see Wonder Woman together. Yeah, That'd I be cool. didn't see the first one, but... We probably should do that. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, the Wonder Woman 80, 1984 would be fun. Yeah, I think so. It looks, I mean, it looks good. The the original, the first one looked good. I just never saw it. Yeah, it was it was really good. And uh, yeah, that's why I'm excited for this one to fuck with my head and maybe not be as good, but maybe actually end up being better. I don't know. Could be. I mean, if if it goes down the same path as like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, very well could be. A- well, it's also just because Chris, like, <coughs> it, it's when it's still trying to be the dc uh saga of movies yeah but i don't know two years ago or 
a year ago, I would be saying, because when, when they announced they were doing it, uh, a lot of film theories and whatnot were going to be that they were going to entirely reboot everything because of the poor things. That, Justice League. Yeah, because, like Dawn of Justice and things like that, which it's not bad. They don't have to throw that stuff away, but it's just wasn't great and things that could they could redo they should and especially if they're really trying to build a universe like if they're trying to do anything like marvel or if they're just trying to do their own thing in this long legacy of movies i I feel like there's some things that they could definitely do especially i mean like catering off of their more profitable and more well-liked movies like wonder woman and aquaman and uh, if they attempt a Flash movie or a Green Lantern story at all. Oh, Green Lantern. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's another failed DC movie. But uh, that, yeah. that Ryan Reynolds one. But uh, I think it's so funny that Ryan Reynolds talks about Green Lantern, or like stops himself from writing Green Lantern and Deadpool. Yeah. And that's not even like a Marvel property, and they're still talking about it. Well, he never said well, they Green never Lantern. say Green Lantern, he I guess. Said, don't make it green yeah. or entirely CG or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, so one of the um, previews, well, when we were oh, waiting yeah, to watch yeah. the movie is this movie called antlers, mm-hmm. which is uh Guillermo del Toro. Right. Uh, so obviously it's gonna be a great movie. No way. It's not going to be <laughs> sure. Um, but it looks fucking creepy, dude. Yeah. So this, so it's based off of a book called The Quiet Boy, or like okay. a short story called, called The Quiet Boy, and it's uh, about a teacher who moves to like a small town sort of deal, and she's teaching, and there's this quiet boy, right? There's like a little quiet kid who um, who's just like off, like kind of weird or whatever. Well, in the trailer, it's like showing her teaching, and this kid looks like sickly and like really thin and like he doesn't have anybody. So you can tell he's like kind of homeless sort of deal or whatever. Um, and it shows him like take roadkill and throw it into a room, something reach out, grab it. And then the door slams. Uh. Right. Um, well, as you're, so as that's going on or whatever, it's like kind of flashing to her, like her, she has a brother who is a police officer in the small town. And, um, they're like talking about whatever, like this kid. And he's like, you don't have to save him sort of deal. Right. And she's like, yeah, but he has no one. So it's pretty well known fact that this kid's like alone, whatever. And like shows this kid, like cleaning up blood in this old abandoned house, like in the hallways and stuff. And then, um, and then like some animals just like destroyed, right? Like this cow is just like fucked up, like real bad. And they're like trying to figure out like, Oh, I've never seen an animal do this to a cow before. And <clears throat> basically the cow's inside out and like, it's all ripped up to pieces and shit. Um, and then it flashes to the house and like a bloody destroyed window pane. So like whatever it was that he was feeding, it got out. Well, I did a little bit of research. This is a story about a Wendigo. Really? Yeah. Like, like Skinwalker a Wendigo, Wendigo is. Yeah. Like another interpretation of what a Wendigo is. Yeah. So like it, it's like it's got antlers and shit like that. Like you, like it actually kind of does like a quick like clip or like quick like little short scene of the actual creature itself. Really? Yeah. Which is shocking because usually the they usually they don't do that. But it has like these antlers and it shows it like kind of like hunched over, 
like cl- like a close shot and it stands up and it's got like this huge face and like big ass mouth like sharp ass teeth like really sharp teeth and it's just like creepy as fuck like real like tall long skinny you know like a, what you would think a wendigo would be well it's just it immediate because you said it's del toro so i'm thinking of uh pan's labyrinth and things like that or just that style and like obviously anything like uh hellboy and things like that those creatures and shit yeah but it's better cgi obviously well they do a lot of like i mean in his movies there's a lot of practical uh, effects Th- this uh, one i guess could be but i mean it, it i obviously there's, they every movie they they have there's some sort of computer generated shit but like i don't know I, i've seen a lot of those his movies where it's they use really practical effects and yeah things. i mean like hellboy i mean the what was the fish guy's name i can't remember his name abe abe yes he uh like that guy was actually abe in makeup Sabian. like non-stop and yeah. like hated the job because he was sweating to death the entire time i don't know dude that guy that actor is he's also in uh pan's labyrinth like that's just what he does yeah he's like one of the most famous like actors you've never seen <laughs> yeah because he's always in ma- full makeup like that well it was i mean that, that's one of those practical effect things i mean like obviously the the second hellboy movie yeah. like in that that group of like the original hellboy movies yeah golden army yeah um like the twins like that's obviously all practical uh, twins. It's like the brother and sister. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The elves, the the elf kings, yeah, princess, like, and all that. Yeah, like I feel like all those creatures are like pretty practical. Effects. Yeah, that he that was what's so cool about that world that he creates. Yeah, and like just uh, it's like it only, it reminds me of like like the original trilogy, uh, Star Wars. You know, just like all the different like the animatronics. Can, like you go into Mos Eisley Cantina, right, and you just see all of these people at the bar and it's just different species of things and they're all just people in costumes but or just puppets and things but it's just so cool like that whole they came world up with all. yeah it's just like the story is not about all these creatures and all these things it's just a part of the set it's just yep. props it's just plot developing in a location and it's just, like i always like that kind of interesting uh, yeah, just way like, about it, especially with Del Toro as well. Like the movies we're talking about, just like the stuff that's not really necessary, but without it, like it would really take away from the movie. Like if you saw it with it, and I think then you it, saw it, it wouldn't take it, away, but I think it gives so much more. Like, well, like which, it, which I guess is what I mean by yeah, it I guess take, addition by away. subtraction or whatever. But like it's yeah, it just it it really without explaining the entirety of this civilization and uh, all the origins, like. They just give you a story and put you in this world to enhance that story. I, I think I think Star Wars specifically like in the Cantina, it does a good job of showing that like this isn't a planet that's like one species, like, yeah, like Earth too. is. It's like a it's a bandit planet. So it's just like a shit ton of different creatures from all over the universe and all over the galaxies. <coughs> um, it's Tatooine. That um, it's moisture farms. It's all over from all over the galaxy, just a bunch of different creatures that yeah, it's, all it's, it, it just like even that, like we're getting that from that scene. Just yep, shit, this is intergalactic, like cool, like western kind of bar, yeah, you know, and it's, it's just cool. That was another movie I was thinking about too. Uh, oh, before we get on that, but this, like, this antlers movie, like, I'm gonna read the short story. I started to, but I realized it was like, fucking, who's it? Who's it, it written by? Long. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, let me pull it up. I've got it right here. Uh, but, um, but the Quiet Boy. I mean, like it's. I started to like read it, or I started to read it, and I realized like, oh, it's a pretty fucking long thing. It's by Nick Antoska. Is it? I wonder if that's like a Norwegian thing. I don't know. I mean, Wendigos are northern U.S. and Canada. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. But it's it's those movies. I, I for some reason it's always like all those kind of like trolls and things like that. It's always kind of that Norwegian style or like the Black Forest style. Yeah, like German and uh, whatever that region is called. I mean, like uh, Krampus. Yeah, just that kind of like they always it there always just seems to be creatures a a creature like that yeah Yeah, whatever it is it just it always seems to stem from those stories it's interesting but apparently so I already know like what this creature is sure based on just knowing it's about a Wendigo well that's the other thing like a like a device they could do in the trailer is like give you that but that's not what's gonna happen you know like you think you know but then that's the whole point is. They flip it on its head or something. If I had to guess, right, and this they might prove this wrong. Like they might just be like, fuck like what the actual Wendigo is. Um, but like a Wendigo, if they go true to like what the myth is, it's actually like a person. Um yeah. that it was a person at one point right. that like became a cannibal at some point and this kid is like keeping it alive, so it might be like a parent it's, it's or my something. Dad. Yeah. yeah. But I, that feels too on the nose and too obvious. So I would be shocked if they actually go through with that. Like maybe they don't have, they don't ever even explain it. Yeah. Which I think could be better. Could be on, yeah, it could be on the scarier end of things. Yeah, sort of um, like a chip tooth production film type <laughs> uh, type type uh, style of film. You're scared and you don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm a. Uh, that's a movie that I'm very interested in just because I'm super interested in like this sort of shit right now. Like Wendigos, Skinwalkers, that whole realm of things. And I think that knowing movies like Guillermo, that Guillermo del Toro does, I have a feeling it's going to be a very good movie. And it's going to be done well. And I'm excited to see it. And uh, it's got some good act. Uh, the acting seems like it's going to be very good. It's got some like faces. I know. I don't know them by name but the faces um carrie something is like the main lady um oh shit um but yes i'm very interested in the movie and when i saw the trailer i looked over at charlie and i said we're seeing it i'm going to see it because she won't see movies like that especially like if they're sort of demonic like demonic stuff right. she doesn't fuck with yeah, carrie russell yes oh jesse plemons is in it the guy yeah the redheaded yeah, uh, he's, he's the police officer brother. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but uh, but Charlie's aunt's um, uh, girlfriend was like, she's like, I want to go see it, and Charlie's aunt was like, No, <laughs> and Charlie said, Nick will go see it with you, so I've I'll, I'll go see it for sure. Um, oh, you know what I just thought about? What's that? Sorry, while we're on horror movies, um, uh, Quiet Place Two. Yeah, no, that, that did you see good. a trailer for that? Yeah. Looks good. I, li- I like how it's got I some mean, flashbacks to when it happened. When it yeah, started. I like that. I I like that they got the opportunity, like to from, explain it. Yeah, to like the movie obviously is not gonna be 
about, oh, let's go back and yeah. explain shit. But, it, like, it's obviously they have, like, what's next. But then I love that they get the chance to then go, oh, well, while we're doing a second one, we can do a little bit of Backstory, time, time yeah. jumps a little <clears throat> bit to kind of fill it in a little more. Uh, which is uh, it's great because I like quite places like did so well with reviews and things like that. It's a great so, movie. So yeah. and they're actually going to be speaking in this one. Yeah, well, like a lot more. Yeah, it seems like because they're gonna. It looks like they find sort of like a little civilization of people. Yeah, you know the uh, the other the guy who's going to be in it. <clears throat> the other guy, uh, if you've seen the trailer, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it's uh, Cillian, uh Killian Murphy. What's he in? Killing Murphy, he's a scarecrow and um, oh shit, yeah. He's also in yeah, yeah. Blinders and yep. uh, every Nolan movie, I can uh, Inception and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. He's a great actor. Oh yeah, I, I after watching Peaky Blinders, he's like one of my favorite actors, other than like Tom Hardy or uh, just other obvious ones. But like, yeah, he's such a good actor. That's crazy. Like, I wanna. I never watched. Do you ever watch Twenty Eight Days uh, Later? No, but it's on Netflix or Hulu now. Yeah, he's in that, and I I want to watch that now. Uh, and then <coughs> that, of course, that's an older movie, right? It's like ninety nine or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it's, it's a just zombie a, movie. Yeah, it's a zombie movie, and I I've never seen. I've ref, I've heard it referenced thousands of times. It just never took the time to care. They have like twenty eight weeks later too. Yeah, that's a sequel. Yeah, which with some uh, casts coming back, which is interesting. Kelly Murphy's not in that one. Oh, I wonder what I wonder what happens in no. the first one, <laughs> or they couldn't afford him or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, but from what I understand, like that's supposed to be one of the scariest zombie movies. Yeah, it's supposed. To, yeah, I don't know. I have to see it to know. But I've just heard it referenced so much. So yeah, you know, it, it gave me very Walking Dead vibes when I read the the because uh, he wakes up from a coma and shit. Yeah. So Night of the Walk, Night of the Living Dead, Night of the Walking Dead, the Night of the George Living Romero. Dead, the the original in black and white. Yeah, George Romero. Yeah, that's a great movie. Like I, yeah. I saw it like a while ago, but obviously well after its time. But it still like holds up pretty well. It's still, yeah. I mean, the acting is pretty cheesy. Well, I yeah. mean, where it's like the women do like the ah! thing, right? Sure. Like it's silly. Like it, you wouldn't actually do that, most likely. Yeah, and, but, back but when that movie yes. came out, like. That was that was like this. That's the most scary yeah. movie that ever to come out. Uh, cool facts, because uh, side note here, I've been compiling a list of horror movies that we should all watch together. Yeah, in our endeavor to create our own horror movie. Yes, um, that being one of them. Uh, but it was just Great cool movie. facts about it was just the takes that they had to do. Like they literally, they had to get blood to film those scenes, and what and they. They tried making blood, but nothing looked real or right enough. So they got pig blood. Yeah. Like literal like pig blood and pig intestine and pig parts. And like those actors in the like are, are covered, covered in, in the blood and covered in like eating the intestine and whatever. You just like not eating it, but you well, know, yeah, like fake appearing. Eating. Yeah, yeah, like acting. But yeah. uh it, I was just I was reading that and I was just like, Oh my god, like can you imagine being that actor and like, oh shit, we didn't get the take, man. We got to do it about six more times. Man, that Just covered in that pig blood and stuff. It's crazy for that movie specifically. Like, you have to have a different kind of actor than you have now. Like, you couldn't imagine. Like, well, wouldn't it wouldn't happen. Yeah. You couldn't. The, you couldn't. That do level it. of practicality, for, especially for the uh, time for period. like a low budget yeah. horror movie, you know, to really push the envelope and go that 
extra bit to get as real as possible. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like same thing with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. Like the the first original one of that. Yeah. It's just uh, crazy shit that it's just you would like nowadays. It's done. It like sure we can create great movies still and with with the same or better effects and you get the same like result feeling and result. Yeah, exactly. Same end result, but just the the methods and things are you know totally updated and what technology we have along with uh just affects how far effects and movie effects have come yeah i think that it's um something that that i that's really off-putting about that movie is the fact that it's like in legit black and white right it's not like a fake black and white so (laughs) so like the white and like the black are actually like really like deep right so it feels like way more eerie as opposed to like a movie now that has like black and white sections or like it like a noir yeah, tribute kind of like thing. it feels it feels cheesy but right. like in that movie i guess just because knowing that that's how it actually was and it actually looks like that's the that that's the only way they could do it right that it just feels like way more eerie especially yeah. because like the dark outside is like dark in the movies and right. stuff like that and it's creepy and I really, I really appreciate that about it. Um, but, I mean, some another movie that's really good um, as far as horror goes that's old is the original Evil Dead. Yeah, that that's another just fucking freaky one. Yeah, but I mean the remake is even even that. I mean, obviously the effects are better and. It's creepier because it's more real. It feels more realistic. Right. Um, but it's also like, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to see that movie when it originally came out. Oh yeah. Like, cause you know, you go watch the exorcist now, the original. Yeah. And it's, you it's cheesy. Laugh. You kind of laugh at it. Well, yeah. You're like, wow, this looks fucking silly. But people were actually like throwing up and passing out when they first saw the movie. Yeah. It's the first movie that was like that. Right. Um, and like, uh, what's that other one? Uh, Rosemary's baby. And, mm-hmm. uh, the, and those ones too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's so weird that we see a movie like that now and we're like, ha, that's so silly. But when it came out, it was such a game changer that it actually was causing people to go to like, have to call an ambulance in the theater. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Jeez. like green, bright fucking green vomit. Yeah, like, obviously it, that's silly. I mean, like it, got, it got the job done. No, it did. I mean, yeah. and it, it's it's an insane thing. And I I remember I watched it all the way through for the first time um, a couple years ago while I was at work. Actually, um, we we went up to to a job like an hour and some change away. And while I was up there, I basically was doing nothing because I was still sort of just like a base labor guy so i was just like chilling while my superintendent was like walking around doing stuff or whatever checking things sure. so i was sitting there just like watching and i was like like i understand like i don't understand like i understand why it was scary at the time and i understand why it's not now but also like, the boundaries that were pushed with that movie is astounding yeah like, like I, you had to have the mind was it had like they had to paved the way for how outside and and, yeah exactly like how vile and gross you had to push it literally like get that that 
horror across. Literally an 11-year-old, like, uh, desecrating herself, like, deflowering herself, I guess you could say. Sure. Uh, with, with a crucifix. Like, that's something that would never have been done and probably is, like, the, the sort of blasphemous type thing like that would never be done now if it wasn't done then. I don't think. And I, like, I don't know, like, the, the anti-religion, like, not anti-religion isn't the right thing, but, like, the anti-Christ sort of stuff, like, the demonic right. stuff are, like, some of my favorite movies. Because it's, like, that's the stuff that's, that, like, is scary to me. Like, which I enjoy. Like, I enjoy the fear that it brings, but, like, yeah. that that's what actually, like, gets me. Like, I find that stuff, like, extremely creepy and, like, really does it for me. Like, I love possession movies and stuff like that. Um... But it really paved the way for everything that came after it, like the, um, the Exorcist of of Emily Rose and and stuff like that. Like those types of movies would not have happened without the Exorcist, right? Like the one. And I mean, it's just like I don't know. I I have like such an appreciation for horror films. Yeah. And again, like when I get into something like. I get autistic about it. So like, I think about it more. So now that we're like actually in like the mode of wanting to make a movie and do a horror film that right. like, I've actually thought about this sort of stuff, whatever, but uh, back to evil dead, like the remake like, is one of my favorite remakes of any horror film, because I think they actually did the original film. Like I think they did it justice. Cause it was almost like a shot for shot remake. They basically just updated it yeah. and just uh, made it, seem a bit more real in my opinion and the um i mean the like the practical effects of the guy cutting or the uh, who the guy cutting himself or cutting the tongue in half or whatever yeah with the reciprocating little saw or i guess the meat cutter sure like that that shit is just like so fucking like (laughs) crazy to me like i like I I I can't even put it into words I guess because it doesn't really make sense to me why I really like that like I think it's super cool and like it really like resonates isn't the right word but like I, I just like I feel it somewhere like I'm like wow that's yeah, sure. fucking amazing like, resonates right horror movies are like I like I said when I was in school or when I was in uh, college for that year that I wasted. Um, <laughs> I would stay up all hours of the night just watching one star horror movies because those were the ones that had to make do with a low budget and just fucking make it happen. And, uh, I feel like that's sometimes when the best movies are made. And even if they're, they end up being shitty movies, they're still like, like, wow, they actually went out and did it. And like, they actually like fucking made it happen. And, and I can appreciate any type of horror movie for the most part. Yeah. And, um, I think that's why I wanted to do a horror, why I was like all down, like, yeah, dude, let's do a horror movie because any other movie, I feel like we couldn't do it because like you have to have some, you have to have like a high budget to make a, like a good drama movie or something like that. I feel like it might not be, but right. I mean, marriage story might prove me wrong. Cause I don't think it's necessarily a high budget. There doesn't have to be a high budget movie minus the actors. Um, so I, I imagine production value alone. I mean, it's a Netflix production. I imagine yeah. they're still working with some money. No, I, I know they spent a ton of money. I just mean like I don't think that that movie necessarily I, I, like needs a, it. A story could be told 
Yeah. Regardless of the how much the lens costs on the camera. But I think that like a horror movie, you can get away with like a semi grainy look to it. Oh yeah. As like a style you can I mean, just that's, make a stylistic that's choice. That's why a horror movies like it just even nowadays coming out, they they have the lowest budgets and and if they do well, that it's that's why I like paranormal activity and stuff. Like that's why we have six parallel activities, you know. That's why we have a million movies in the Conjuring uh, universe. Yeah, it's just low, easy to make type. <clears throat> not necessarily easy to make, but as far as money goes, you know, they're able to create and do what they need with you know a lesser even, amount. In most movies, you know, it's <clears throat> like I mean, at least the ones that we're focusing on here, it's like you know, three people, four people in the movie. You know, and it's maybe two or three locations, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not like... I a, mean, Evil Dead all happens basically within that cabin. That's right. it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, just... <coughs> and not to say that's what a horror movie is, because, I mean, we got plenty of other movies that mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> it's a whole damn city being destroyed. And yeah, I mean, like... Multi-million dollar... Uh, just action sequences. And things Usually like that, zombie so. movies are like that. I mean, you got to show how widespread it is. And yeah. Whether that be through VFX or whatever, it's, it's just, uh, what happens? Yeah. I think that the, uh, horror movies have a special place in my heart and I don't watch them as often as I used to, but I do. That's why, that's what I'm saying. We just, we need to compile our list and, uh, we need to just get, a. a uh, rotation going where we and we can uh, write down what we like, what we don't like, what we like to pull from, and or not pull from, or yeah, I, I think it'll help a lot with our develop developmental state. Sorry, I'm looking something up. Um, you ever seen um, Evil Dead Two? Uh, is it the one with like all the kids or high school kids or whatever? No, it's um, or uh, so Evil Dead Two has um, it, the character Ash Williams in it. Is that where Ash versus Evil Dead comes in? Uh, yes, but uh, like when I was younger, I used to watch it with my dad. Uh, Army of Darkness, which is like the sequel to Evil Dead Two. Oh, okay. Which um. It's not zomb. It, it's not like zombies or anything like that. Like I, I kind of feel like Evil Dead is borderline like a zombie type thing, but it's more demonic, I guess, than it is zombies. Um, but like the Necronomicon and stuff is involved in uh, Army of Darkness. Like he goes back in time and like wild shit like that, and like it just it's like it's goofy because the actor is like a it's like a goofy actor. Like, yeah. Fun. Uh, what the fuck I know, I know the guy's face. I couldn't tell his name. Yes, um, but it's like a that's that used to be one of my favorite movies. Like that, my dad would watch around me, like as a kid. I, I loved it, um, and it's Radar, <laughs> which I, I shouldn't have watched that movie probably oh, um, as a kid. But um, yeah, he accidentally he's accidentally transported to thirteen hundred eighty. So like witches and shit like that, and he's trying to retrieve the Necronomicon to go home. Right. It's the whole premise of the movie. Um but it's just a fantastic fucking movie. Like Bruce Cameron, is that his name? Bruce Cameron. Sounds right. He's also the guy he's in uh Spider Man two, I think. Um Spider Man three. K 
Campbell, Campbell, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he's the Mater D in that uh, that scene where uh, Peter Parker's going to propose, and she breaks up with him. Yeah, um, but like the good thing about him, so I don't know how it plays into Evil Dead. Like I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say Army of Darkness has anything to do with Evil Dead whatsoever, even though it's technically like kind of in the same universe, I guess, is what it would be. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing when you when you create something and somebody, it's it's not canonical, but it's also just in the universe. You know, if 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 it you know it did well enough to create something, a story inside of that, you know. Yeah, but it's just like a because of that because of Bruce Campbell, it's just like a, it's got funny shit in it. And it's like, right. It's all over the place, but it's also kind of like a horror film a little bit like there's, and it's in the nineties when CGI was like starting to become like, like really become a thing, sure. but it still looked like absolute dog shit. Right. So you can go back and watch, there's like an army of skeletons and it's like the goofiest thing you will ever fucking see. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's just, I feel like it's such a well done movie that it plays it off really well. And like, it's just like, it, it almost feels like it's intentionally kind of goofy, but I mean, it's, I love that movie. Like I haven't seen it in so long. Well, um, add it to the list. Yeah. Let's add it to the list and we'll definitely have to watch it. Cause I, I do remember watching that with my dad as a little kid. Um, but like, there's a part where like, you know, his hand gets cut off and he has like a chainsaw for a hand. Right. Like just run around, like killing things with chainsaw and, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's uh, it's silly shit. I mean, and then like at the very end or whatever, I guess spoiler alert. It's a movie from '92, right? Whatever. Very end, he gets back home, sort of deal, and and like something followed him through or whatever. Yeah. And he just turns around, takes out a shotgun, and shoots it in the chest, and like here's my boomstick, and boom, just like hits him. And it's pretty right. fucking. It's just like silly shit, but it's also kind of a horror film and. A little bit of a love story in there. Like, he has a love interest with some right. chick out in 1300. It's great. You know, it's um, it's not your classical horror movie. Yeah, but that's always fun. When you... What is that called? Just not breaking genres, but... Bending genres. Yeah, ben, gen, genre, genre bending. bending. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's always fun to... Especially with horror and, like, comedy. I mean, that's why we got movies like uh, Scary Movie. Yeah, I mean, you just play with the with the different type of genres, you know. It's, I mean, scary movie though isn't a horror film, like oh, by no, any it's means. Total comedy, but it's I'm just making saying, fun we, of horror movies. Yeah, but I would say like you would think that movie would come about, you know, unless yeah, stuff that was already being done to you know lighten it or or you know parody it in a way. I mean, to go further down into that full on, just let's make fun of this shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. The thing about those movies is that they're all just plays on the tropes of right. like horror films, like uh, the creepy butler. But yeah. like, they don't just make him creepy; they make him like with a fucked up hand, and he's right. like <laughs> sticking it in like the turkey, and like, oh, you guys ready to eat? Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think that we should definitely get a list together of movies, and we can honestly just post them up in the forum, or whatever, and people can watch them with, like, sort of watch them with us, quote unquote. Yeah, or give us other suggestions. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea because 
<clears throat> I do I do actually um, miss watching horror films. I just don't know when we'll do it. Yeah, yeah when we'll have time. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll make it work though. So me and Josh were talking about is uh, getting back to game night, taco night. Yeah, now we got movie night. Maybe we'll do movie night instead of game night for a little while and let people start missing game night so we'll actually want to play games. Alright. <clears throat> Me and Jasper want to play poker. I don't like poker that much. We just want to keep playing poker all night. Oh, we played uh, Mexican Train Dominoes the other night. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was awesome. That was the first time I've ever actually played through an entire se- like set of Mexican Train. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did I beat that ass. Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah, I was lucky. I've never... Um, I don't think I've ever even been like close to third place when we've played. So for me to win by 200 points feels good, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just that that as well, just like we're talking about game night, that would be fun. Especially with, because we might have more roommates or something like that. Yeah, which... um, you guys might be getting a couple more roommates, so I don't know how this film thing is going to work now. We had a whole set idea planned out for the house, so we might have to find a new location. Yeah. <clears throat> which, I mean, Charlie and I are still looking at houses, so. Yeah, which that's going to be a, a job and a half <laughs> in itself. Well, I mean, yeah, it'll probably take a couple more months, four months maybe, and we'll... uh so we got time to write the movie and get all things set up before we have to figure out how to do sets and all that shit, obviously. Um, but, uh, so we're, we're, we got like 15 minutes left. Let's talk about numerology. All right. So we talked about it on a Patreon episode a while back. Um, and, uh, if you want to hear the original conversation we had about numerology, you can go ahead and head over to patreon.com forward slash chip tooth pod and become a tooth fairy. Uh, it's only $5 a month. So go ahead and do that. Um, get a couple like 30, 30 minutes more for the most part each week. Sometimes if we can't make it happen, like the, like for this episode and the episode before we didn't do one because we had to record all, we had to record both of them at the same time. But, <clears throat> um, we talked about some numerology stuff and, uh, Charlie the other day, she she works with this chick who's like into Reiki healing and bullshit like that. She gooping. I don't know what that is. So that Gwyneth Paltrow <clears throat> stuff. Oh yeah, I, the the magazine or whatever. Goop. Yeah, well, it's like brand. her yeah, her show on Netflix too about. Oh, I didn't know the, she had a Netflix show. Putting the crystals up your vagina. Yeah, stuff like that, basically, right? So she, she's all she's all about the crystals and the different like birthstones do different things for you and bullshit like that, right? We might need to watch that show just so we could talk about it. Yeah, um, I've heard. Uh, they, I don't think I can. There was a medical professional, uh, and like a critic or something that did a full review of her show and talking about how a lot of it is like is really uh, interesting. Cause it's talking about meditation, talking about diet, talking about. That real. stuff is real. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and then there's the, then the the episode about some of the more wacky stuff. How it just discredits everything else that, yeah. that the whole show is about, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so this chick was talking about like life paths, right? So like uh, numerology stuff, right? Um, 
and Charlie asked me just like randomly. She's like, you ever heard of like life paths? I was like, fuck yeah, I've heard of life paths. Are you kidding me? Like I, we talked, we did a Patreon episode. About yeah. It. Figuring out what our numbers are and yeah. And, or what our, uh, mainly about Zodiacs and things like that as well. Yeah. We talked about, uh, like the Chinese Zodiac and stuff like that. Right. And, and how the, I'm about to be balling the fuck out this year. Right. Rat in a yeah, rat right. year. Ooh, baby is about to be good. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we were, um, so she was just like, she said that she's a six life path and she said I was a four. So I was like, okay. I was like, well, let me go ahead and go to some website and see what I, what I am. So I looked up a calculator for, um, for your life path number. And the one I found said, she was like, yeah, you're a four. So I look it up and it said that I was a 22 life path, which I already know the three master numbers, 11, 22, and 33, right? Sure. So when I found I was 22, I was like, oh, shit. And she said, yeah, but you add the two and two together. I said, normally you would add, like, if it was a one and a three, you would add those together. Um, so th- just basically there, there's a uh, there's an equation that you get your life path number from. So it's like the day or the month plus – or so. The Whatever. digits of the month. Yeah, the digits of the month, you add them together, and then you add the digits of your day together, and then the digits of your year together, and then you add all three of those numbers together. And if you don't have an 11, 22, or 33, you add the digits of the number that you got from adding all those together. Um, together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sort of. I had you for a minute, and then the last bit threw me off. So if you so if adding all those digits together, if after that you get a um, so if after that you get like a thirteen, so if your right. digits of your uh, day, uh, yeah. month, and year add up to to thirteen, then you add the one and the three together. Okay. So you get four. Well, an eleven, a twenty-two, and a thirty-three are the master life paths. So you don't add those together. They're just resonant. They're higher resonant frequency or vibrations or whatever. It <laughs> yeah. sounds it sounds stupid. I know. Like we were talking about this earlier, and I was really into it. Now I'm like realizing somebody else listening to this, and they're yeah, like, like, "What the what fuck? the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots!" Um, but anyways, so uh, it's a higher resonating frequency of four. Twenty two is, right. um, but twenty two is the master builder life path, and. Uh, I'm a fucking master life path, man. Like, I'm fucking excited yeah. about that. And, like, ever since we had this discussion, Charlie and I, and I read up on it, like, I've yeah. felt, like, empowered. And that's just all in my head, if I had to guess. But, like, I just feel like I can do anything. Yeah, but that's the thing is, like, if it is all in your head, it's still doing you good, <laughs> even though it's utter bullshit or not, you know? Yeah. Um, life path 22 is one of the most powerful and influential paths in numerology. Your own abilities may seem overwhelming at times and difficult to manage, but learning to harness your gifts will allow you greater control over your destiny and, in some cases, the destiny of others. <sighs> oh, baby. <clears throat> this may this may cause you to feel as though a heavy burden rests on your shoulders. It sure does. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it, it It's hard having to carry all these people on my back, you know, trying to raise it's all these people It's hard out here for a master builder, pup. Yeah. Um... Be careful not to take on too much at once, and at the same time, don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Um, I take on things a little too many things sometimes. I would say, especially recently at work. But yeah, we gotta maintain that flexibility, man. You're right. You're right. I know. I'm. I'm starting. You gotta, you know, 
I, I realized that I was in over my head and I started talking to, to, to my bosses and stuff. I was like, hey, you know, I'm picking up the slack of this dickhead who who you guys hired that's supposed to be above me and delegating work to me. And I'm having to delegate work to him. What the fuck is this? There's no way he's getting paid less than me or even as much as me. He's getting paid way more than me. So figure this shit out quick. Um, you got to inhabit, inhabit the life, inherit the path. So, you know, I, I really, I really got into my, into my, uh, life path 22 and, you know, I kind of buckled down, tried to become a leader, you know, and I was doing a good job. And then I had to straight up and tell my boss, I was like, Hey man, you know, we kind of got to do something with this guy. I don't know what to do here. So he, uh, so, you know, they had, they had a conversation about him we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm, I'm out here bulling. Man, I'm fucking getting it. I'm not even kidding. Like, ever since I read this shit, I've been grinding my ass off at work. Yeah. Like, doing extra work at home. Like, you know, I'm just trying to stay on top of things, you know, and really just guide just guide myself down a path of success. Yeah. See, in your in your uh not your knowing of your number, right? You're you're inheriting that, you're making it your own. You're doing what you can to make that happen. I think after learning my number six I'm just gonna be me, and that because it's already about right. So I'm just gonna let the path guide me. Is what's gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, yours is about being nurturing and um, centering your life around family and friends, and responsibility and something else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I um. This is uh, kind of bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting general truths that i can pull from it no for sure i mean it's it's pretty general shit i mean honest with you and it could be garbage and it probably is but you know what if you look into numerology like especially with well that's the funny thing not a single one of those numbers i i imagine i didn't look at them all but i'm sure not a single one of those says oh shit you're a fucking four or you're a you're a, a seven you you suck your life you just end it now no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all it's like all, they don't fucking do that. Well, it's they, they always you, something like, oh, here's this sort of maybe this is no wait no this oh no there it is this is what you are. Yeah, well, it's like so. What it could be also is that people who believe in numerology like in a positive light. So like, there's negative numerology. So like, uh, people who use it to gain power and to take advantage of others, like a thirty three life paths, which are like supposed to be like the most dangerous of all life paths because they're the most influential and the most, um, like charismatic. Interesting. Um, a lot of people say that the 33s are like the, the lizard people of the world, right? Like the, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the people who tend to want power and seek it out and take advantage of it. Interesting. Um, but if you look at like descriptions of life paths and stuff like that, I think that usually if, if any of this is true, which it probably isn't, um, it seems to to start with the belief that that people are inherently good, yeah, and aren't going to use life paths as a negative. So it's like pointing out like the positives mainly, but also kind of showing you like what the shortcomings could be of that life path and stuff like that. But you know. I'm trying to self actualize myself, you know, and try to get to a point where I'm actually under where I can uh, use my life paths abilities uh, at a younger age than most people will. Dude, um, I just I just saw something that might fuck with you more. It's your. I just I'm just looking up. I'm trying to figure out who 
examples of people that are life path 33. Um, but then I saw this, it says, which crystal resonates with the master number 33? Let's hear it. Uh, diamond, obviously. Oh um, yeah, of course. It's the top. It's the stone of superiority in terms of spirituality. Um, but that's just, <laughs> there's crystals. Ooh, lapis lazuli is the stone of friendship. <laughs> Hell yeah. That, that has to be for six, right? I have no idea. I don't even know if they really coincide or if somebody just made them coincide. But yeah. Well, um, that's so something that is, uh, that people will point to as like why 30, why number 33 is like so, so influential and so important and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it constantly, it, it seems to reoccur in like, um, in world events, and stuff like that, like significant world events, like the number 33, you can use numerology, basically adding numbers up however you want to get the number 33 out of it. Right. Um, as well as like, um, you know, like the Scottish Rite has 33 levels of masonry, um, stuff like that, like the, the major, uh, and they, they say that the reason why they did that is because 33 is the highest resonating number. Uh, life path stuff like that and basically all demonic bullshit is what they're saying um, which I don't know maybe I don't necessarily tend to believe that this is all the case but I'm like all about it right now because it's all positive shit for me okay do this math with me for a second okay January is one one yeah plus two yep plus five yep plus one okay plus nine yep Plus nine. Yep. Plus six. Yep. Thirty-three. You? That's my birthday. No, no. Okay, because one plus nine is ten, which is one. Plus nine. Wait, wait, wait. wait. One plus seven. So, so the math is one. different. The math plus is nine, different than nine, what you're six. doing. Well, so what I did. Okay, sorry. To make me do this. I just looked up people that are uh, celebrities. Albert Einstein, Federico Fellini, Francis Ford Coppola, Heather Locklear, but also John Lennon, Thomas Edison, and Stephen King. Are 33 is what they said? Yeah, which is something which I read. You're thir- which, yes, which is similar to you. But I don't know if... So I, this one that I was looking at... That's weird. The way that it adds it up is the separate numbers first. What is, um, what is that website you were talking about? A token rock. I'm going to look this up now, because if I'm a 33, I'm about to fuck shit off. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, which is a higher resonating frequency of six. Token what? Token rock. Rock. Yeah. So I, so from looking at the way that token rock does the math, that they, um, so. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have to this do this does. off off air because this is uh, yeah it's kind of boring shit. me looking up yeah. shit um it says life path number six on here yeah on token rock yeah it says one and then seven although this token rock i will say if you you can select just the actual numbers and it doesn't have 33 on here yeah, this is weird. It says it doesn't even have it doesn't even re- recognize thirty three as a life path on this. Yeah, it says so. This okay. This says one equals one, twenty five equals two plus five is seven. Yep. Nineteen ninety six equals wait, two plus five equals seven. 
Yes, which is a minus two. So way the way that they do it is a one. So one plus nine. Right. Um, plus nine, plus six equals twenty five. So it's two plus five. It's not twenty five plus those other numbers. No, I wasn't doing twenty five. I was doing two plus five. Yeah. No, you didn't. You didn't because what you did was um, you just added every number up sequentially, yeah. which isn't how that's not how they that, do. That's it. not how it does it because yeah. uh, one plus nine plus nine plus six equals twenty five. Then you add two and five together and get seven. Right, which is so it so it ends up being one plus seven plus seven, which gets you fifteen. One plus five is six. Weird. Yeah. So, so wait, it, why would it say numerology is all different? Like. Because Albert Einstein, if you if he's a thirty three, then yeah. three plus three is six, and this website doesn't recognize a thirty three. Yeah, interesting. Um, but anyways, uh, we're at an hour, Ben. Oh yeah, that was a that was oh. a quick hour. <laughs> well, that end was probably boring as fuck for you guys, but I enjoy it, and I'm all about it. Yeah, let us know what you are. Yeah, figure out your life path and what's your uh, what's your what's your what is it zodiac and what is your moon rising and all that bullshit (laughs) i heard a lot about that too recently we could talk about that for a while yeah i didn't know anything about it i'd have to look into it but um go ahead and uh rate review subscribe you know those things that i never tell you guys to do because you don't do them uh facebook page the forum patreon.com forward slash chip tooth pod um Five dollars a month. That's it. Um, so I guess let's just wrap this up. Uh, I'm on my way home, and uh, to those of you who I know as like people, like for real, I will be seeing you soon. Um, Till then, suck a dick. Bye.